Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Our panelists are here. Our panelists are here. I bring you greetings from Apmo, who is unable to be with us here, but he's given me the incredible opportunity to interview these wonderful business leaders who have all the answers, okay? So if you haven't shared the link, go ahead and share the link because what we're going to discuss today, every business leader needs it. So I'm going to ask them to, I don't know if they want to send more greetings today, if they want to send shout outs, I don't know. Welcome. Thank you very much, uh, Pastor Florence. Definitely, I'm going to take up the opportunity. And uh, the first greetings this morning go out to my, uh, my, my Musumba, okay. my sister, my coach, Pastor Solomon. <laughs> if it wasn't for Solomon opening this door, yeah. I wouldn't be in Worship Harvest. I wouldn't be seated where I am. So I really uh, celebrate her and I love her very much. Pastor Solomon, we celebrate you. I can hear your noise from where you are. Then the second lot. Now, last week, being a novice here, I, I bunched up friends and family. And my, my, my WhatsApp inbox was like, hey, who are those you're bunching up? So uh, I, I will take them apart one by one. And uh, this week, two of my friends had birthdays, Caroline Boyjana and Charlotte Kaheru. So uh, this one is dedicated to them too. Um, happy birthday, girls. I love you very much as well. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any. <laughs> so can I use your time? <laughs> no. But um, I sent out shouts to my sister, uh, Dr. Um, Florence Riza, hey. who is a lecturer at McKay University. Um, department of uh, Agribusiness, uh, Agribusiness mm. Department. She took all the degrees I left there. <laughs> <laughs> she did them on your behalf. Yeah. I believe Some of it. us almost failed to make it. <laughs> Were tempted even to abandon. <laughs> no. Yeah. All right. That's another story for another day. Okay. <laughs> we shall go for coffee for that one. So we've been talking about embracing revival here at Worship Harvest, right? And we talked about the four stages of embracing revival, which is praying, preaching, pastoring, planting. And now we are learning from that on how to embrace business revival. And we're saying praying, and which we talked about extensively last week here, uh, with Upmont here, we discussed it and talked about the vision and that thing that burns in you that causes you to not to sleep. And I remember vividly you said it's your compass, your true north. Vision is your compass, it's your true north, it's your direction, and you need it before you do anything. You need the idea. And I remember Upmont talking about the ginger cookies, the what cookies? The potato cookies? No, they can't be potato cookies. Veggies, you know. The, that idea, that idea comes from a place of prayer because you need that idea, you need that vision, the thing that's going to get you waking up every single morning to keep going, right? The big picture. And today we're going to talk about partnering, right? Who's excited about that? 
We're going to talk about partnering still from the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1. And specifically, verse 15 says, And they prayed and said, You, O Lord, who know all hearts, show which of these two have chosen you, you have chosen to take part in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. And they cast their lots, and the Lord fell on Matthias, and he was numbered among the eleven apostles. So like Apostle shared with us last week, they prayed, okay? They prayed. Jesus told them, do not leave the upper room until the Holy Spirit comes. And when the Holy Spirit comes, one of the things they had to do before going out was identify the right people to go out with. And the right number, not just the right people, and the right number. And they, were not, they had the people, but they didn't have the right number. So they cast a lot and replaced the one who was missing. And we're saying in business, why is it important for me to have people to do business with? Why shouldn't I go alone? After all, I have the idea. I've got the vision. It's burning in me like a fire. I have the picture of the future. It's fueling me up. I want to go and start now. But why is it important that I have people with me and the right people with me? And these people here have all the answers. What you're going to do is ask all the questions on YouTube. I'll be able to read them out and they'll answer them. But to start with, partnerships. Mr. Munira, Mona told me earlier that I start with you. <laughs> So here we go. What are partnerships and why is it important for us to have partnerships? Okay. Um, it's important to know that uh, whereas you have this burning desire within you, mm. you don't have everything that is needed to deliver this to the promised land. Yeah. So you need people who have what you do not have. So hence, the need for partnerships. Diamonds said that they are nothing but coals that stuck together and did the job that they needed to do. Mm. So the issue is you need to find, before you go for the how, you need to find the right who mm. to be with. And the right who's will deliver actually that which you have to the promised land. Yeah. Many times, we want to deal with the how, and so we are stuck with ourselves and want to be everything, which is not possible. Mm. There are people out there who want to work with you mm. and who are willing to take on the weaknesses or your blind spots, and really, for them, they are, what you find mundane is really, really very exciting. I find, for instance, accounting, yeah. very boring. <laughs> <laughs> very boring, very sluggish, yeah. very repetitive. Yeah. But there are people who find it very, very exciting. exciting. Yeah. So it is important that I find an accountant yeah. to work with yeah. who will debit, credit, accrual, and whatever else. <laughs> All of that. Talk about. And give you a report. Yeah. Maybe Mona. Okay. I'd look at business mm. as a mountain mm. that needs to be moved. And very simply, uh, many men moving many stones of that mountain will go farther than one man yeah. moving many stones. So usually businesses, especially in the small and medium enterprise segment, start as sole proprietorships. The mountain. And the one man or woman moving many stones. Quickly, they realize this thing is big. 
accounting. Yeah. There's an element of accounting, there's mm -hmm. an element of marketing, there's an element of publicity, mm -hmm. there's an element of managing people. Human resources. more men or yeah. women to move these stones so that we level this mountain. Mm -hmm. So that's how very simply I'd put why partnerships. To go further, quicker. To go further, quicker. There are so many elements in a business that you cannot do alone. Especially if you have a big vision, right? So you need people who can do the things you're not comfortable doing, but also there are things you're comfortable doing, but you can't do everything. And if you have this big thing, you can't push it alone. You need specific people. Now, in that same spirit, how do we identify these people? Okay, how do we select them out? From the book of Acts, we read they prayed and cast lots. Do we pray and cast lots? In business terms, what do we do if we want to identify the right people to achieve this vision with? The, <clears throat> the quality of your life is really nothing short of the quality of the relationships that you have mm -hmm. with other people. The issue is, if you have a miserable life, you have a miserable collaboration or teamwork with those around you. Okay. Even, even when you're dealing with addiction, for yeah. instance, it's more of a relationship than a technique. There's a right relationship you need who will actually pull you out of an addiction. So in identifying who you should partner with, it should be what is your pain point. Okay. And where, okay, if I say blindsided, you may not even know where you're blindsided. That's a blindside. If you know, yeah, then it ceases to be blind. a blindside. <laughs> but the issue is, there are things you really struggle with mm. and you know, and mm. just be honest yourself. And then see and talk and interview the people that are prospects that you can really partner with. Mm. But also, how big have you dreamt? A small right. shop in Chariwajala, maybe you can pull it off alone. But if you're thinking of going all over the nation, yeah. all over the world, yeah. then you just realize that it cannot be just you. Mm. Yeah. What do you think, Paul? Uh, fantastic. And I, I quite live for directors' anecdotal stories, you know, mm. the, the, the examples you use. But to add on to what, in fact, it's not a but, but just to add on to what you're saying, you need to know yourself. Yeah. The business needs to know itself and the gaps and challenges that it is facing at a particular point in time. The business owner uh, and the proprietor needs to know what they're good at, mm. what they're not good at, mm. and then define what areas they're looking out for uh, to close yeah. to define who they're looking for. So we can't appear on business garage, um, for let's say the whole of April, and that forms the basis of why we should get into a partnership. You know, we can't just like each other. I'll be friends for since we were children and feel that that's um, a good basis for partnerships. It should be informed more by the gaps you're trying to close uh, within the team, within yeah. the business, yeah. within what you're trying to do. So it starts with knowing oneself, one's gaps, one's strengths as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, in order to attract and look for people who will close, especially mm, the gaps. The gaps. Yeah. Director, you talked about something. To, if you have a small shop, you don't need partnerships. You may not. You might need, need partnership. So at what stage? How big do you dream? How big? Mm. Um, how, uh, you know, if, if you're thinking of having 
a shop where you want to be. You're not mm. omnipresent. Yeah. Then other people who are like you mm-hmm. or who have your spirit need to be there to do things the way you want them to be done. There is your motto and you have 24 hours. Yeah. There is little you can do on your own. And by the way, your team also knows you can't. And your team is very knowledgeable about you, the weaknesses that you have. And so instead of winging it and then pretending that you can do it all alone, it's better to admit and say, look, I need help here and there. But I think the spanner I would, I would want to bring in mm. would be this, that partnerships can also have a time frame. That for this moment, I need this kind of partner to take me to this level. And beyond that, Mm. I need a different kind of partner to move me to a different level. So one of the things that I think I've come to realize in the recent past is that partnerships are healthy, they are good, but they also can be reviewed. Because people's lives take on a different You don't have to be stuck with one person for eternity. No. Reviewed, do we still need each other? (laughs) So... I was telling um, my good friend Mona a story. There's this lady I partnered with. And so she used to give me the money and I used to trade and then pay her back. Yeah. Then um, I told her, however, um, if you get a man, let me know. And our partnership will die. Because at that point, I knew we would be three mm-hmm. making decisions. So I didn't want to be party to decisions that I did not know and participate <laughs> in, 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 in formulation yeah. and passing. Yeah. But it was an honest conversation yeah. that, you know what, we don't need to uh, carry on this should you get a man. And it is okay. Mm-hmm. And when she got a man, we dissolved the partnership <laughs> and here we are. We didn't die. You didn't die. No. <laughs> we didn't die. So at every stage, you're saying at every stage you need a partner. You might need partners. I mean, when you're a smaller business, you might not need partners. But as you keep growing, you need a certain number of partners, right? Is that what yes. you're saying? Yes. Okay. And then what I want to know is, okay, what do these partners do? We're saying partners, partners. What, what do they do? Are they funders? Are they idea generators? Are they working in the business? What kind of partners are we talking about here that you would... Partners can be both external and internal. The, mm. the ones we are very familiar with are our internal partners, our colleagues, our employees yeah. at work. So those, those tend to be the ones um, that, that we think of first, mm. your people. But externally, you could be looking at funders. And by this, we, we, we also need to remember the issues of uh, listing on stock exchanges and all that is somebody looking for external funders. Mm. Um, you could also have partners who are bringing a, a particular skill into the business yes. for a particular time. Yes. Could be consultants, could be for a long time. So they can quickly become uh, from, from external to in, internal. Yeah. I was also telling uh, Director Grace that he runs an interesting model. His franchising yeah. model means that his partners yeah. are necessarily external and internal. Because yeah. they take an equity stake but they're also internal and are driven by the things an internal partner like an employee, like a business employee is concerned about. Yeah. Um, the operational details, while at the same time being 
uh, a partner, uh, uh, an owner. So yeah. they're both external and internal. So partners really can be um, external, internal distributors, yeah. for instance, don't have to be uh, your internal, uh, don't have to be uh, necessarily connected to you internally, but they are handling a very internal product, your product, and taking it out Outside, to the yeah. market. Yeah. So they're both external yeah. and, internal. and internal. And in some cases, they happen to be both. They happen to be both. You can have um, thinking partners, mm -hmm. people who help expand the thoughts that you have. Mentors, coaches? Yes, who um, you outsource your thinking to. Mm -hmm. And hey, where do you outsource your thinking from? <laughs> they are able to get your thought yeah. and throw it to heights that you had never thought. Oh, yes. They put your feet to the fire. Yeah. And then you realize that the more decisions you make, the less the quality of the decisions you're actually making. So Ooh. you decide that these are the three decisions I can and only me make. The rest, you guys actually go ahead and mm, make them. Mm. But you can get uh, funding partners. You can get uh, suppliers. You can get um, franchisees. You can get um, you know, people who do your accounting for you, mm. uh, the dreaded thing. But in all, you must have that picture of where you want to be what you want to do and who you actually need and for what time you need them. It is, for me, it is important to know that you will need them, but you will need not need them forever. And it is important for us to review and refresh that relationship yeah. and see if it is still working for either party. Maybe we actually need to take on a different partner and mm. we will have less stake of a bigger company compared to us being uh, the person who owns the Rolex stand. So the thing that we have to get over ourselves is that <clears throat> it is okay to have less stake. Oh, now, yes. many Ugandans mm. find this very, 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 <laughs> very hard. Me and it mine. Is, <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes. Would you rather have this thing alone, fits and more, you are the only one, okay? <laughs> or would you rather invite other people who can challenge you and, yeah. and you remain with a small uh, stake in this bigger establishment? Yeah. And of course, there will be pain points. Yeah. I think that sometimes we think that partnerships should be devoid of any challenge. Should be perfect. There will be challenges, and yeah. there are challenges, inevitably. Yeah. And so we should create a structure that helps us review this partnership, mm. refresh this partnership, reinforce the partnership, and then say, what is the value we are actually benefiting from this partnership, and how can we make this better? Let's all also go ahead and say, who is the next partner we actually need, need. and for how long do we need this partner? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What I'm hearing you say is that you can be a, sm a big thing, yeah. a big person in a small thing, yeah. or you can be a small thing in a big thing yeah. by inviting other people along the way. And also that our thoughts can be limiting. So we need other people on board to even blow the vision bigger mm -hmm. and sometimes also challenge the mm -hmm. thoughts, push mm -hmm. back, say, no, why that, you know, which sometimes we don't want, but it helps us actually do things better, right? Yeah. 
And Mona has talked about you being, um, having done this at a bigger scale, franchising Vine, and we want to hear some stories, especially the not so good ones. <laughs> Somebody here says that we need some stories from Director Grace, from your experience, because most people have fears about partnerships for sure. I mean, well, there are all these benefits you're talking about, pushing the thing together, um, the ideas, the skill sets that you talked about, there are fears as well in partnerships. The fears are real. Yeah. Because you cannot tell what the other person is thinking. But the good thing is they can also not tell what you're thinking. Okay. <laughs> you also have your cards here like this. <laughs> but, but, but again, let's begin the conversation way early. Let just hormones and juices and fruit and cheese not make us uh, make a partnership. Let's have the conversation, begin a conversation, is this something you would like to do? Is this something you'd like to do with me? Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe you'd like to do it, but not with me. And it's an honest conversation, you see? Some people are good for coffee. They're not good to work with, okay? And <laughs> the relationship should simply end at coffee. So you can't have your girlfriends and your primary orgies and obbies, any just, you know, people have, we feel each other. No. <laughs> No. It shouldn't be the primary ingredient. It should be the primary it ingredient. Shouldn't. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be. be. Mm. There is a person you actually need yeah. who may not be within your circles. Mm. Most likely your circles behave the way you do. And so they're not going to add any value. Just two use will not bring out the best in, uh, in, in the company. Mm. Most likely your circles are not the people that you actually need to partner with. So in looking for a partner, you're going to be honest to yourself and say, who is the best person, the other side, who can actually do what you don't do? Mm. In many cases, our friends think like us, yeah. behave like us, sit like us, drink like us, mm. sleep like us, okay? So they will really add little to us. They bring but, another you into the business. Yes, so which is interesting that even normally we hire people who are like us, who and who like us. <laughs> but, I mean, if you say, oh, you're Rachel, hey, I'm also Rachel, hey, you're hired. <laughs> I like you, like me, let's yeah. do this. <laughs> you're from Worship Harvest, yes, even me, praise the Lord. And then, you're, you're hired. You see, take your time to hire. Yeah. Be slow to hire, but quick to fire. Establish, this is who I want. And so you would rather leave a gap, yeah. not filled, than be quick to fill that Fili gap. So when you're looking, look wide, consult, see, date, before you actually confirm. Marry, yeah. But also, say, you know what, does this interest you? Sleep on it, sleep on it some more. Yeah. Do you know what it will cost emotionally, financially, time-wise, relationship? And when you franchise, for instance, with McDonald's, they interview your spouse because oh. they know that this job is so involving yeah. that your spouse will be affected one way or the other. Mm. So if your spouse is not happy, then we just don't want to work with you. I can see the temptation why people would go to family and friends 
for partnerships because one key, some key ingredients to good partnerships are trust yeah. and values. Now, one is bound to look within their family, their friends, their church circles. So I can see the temptation and I also don't want us to leave um, our colleagues, our audience, with the impression that family and friends and people you go to church with are, are a no-go zone. Mm. But key ingredients that you must have at the back of your mind for good partnerships would be those, especially trust, values, and then skills and the other gaps come uh, that you're trying to fill come later. Why yeah. trust? Trust is important because you need the foundation of trust in order to have agreement and disagreements and conflict in a healthy manner. Because partnerships, if, if they're going to be any good, should have healthy conflict, healthy disagreements, because we're going to debate an idea yeah. until we, we, we come we, to a good bring conclusion. It to conclusion. Yeah. Uh, trust will be the bedrock for commitment yeah. and that type of thing. And so how do, you, how do you look out for trust? It's your due diligence process. You ask, you ask, like how we do when, you know, especially the men, when they're looking for spouses, and even women anyway, you ask around. There are gaps you're trying to fill, so how good is Director Grace at marketing? How good is Pastor Florence at communication? Because yeah. that's a gap I'm trying to close, and then you get references and, 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 and validation of, 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 of the people's character, even character issues. Yeah. At this person, seems to say the right things, yeah. do the right things, can I trust them? So that's due diligence. And a key thing about trust that I've learned from auditors that I work with, trust, but verify. You trust, but verify. verify yes. So face value, you'll take what you're given, but do your due diligence and find out if these people can be trusted to mm. a certain extent. In comes mm. values. Do you share certain values or not? And it would be foolhardy to think that the other person you're bringing into your business is not going to have an influence on you in terms of values. So do you like their values? Yeah. Do they like your values? For instance, I know that businesses here at Worship Harvest uh, want, uh, uh, are, 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 are big on having prayer altars, tithing, um, and many other such things. Will there be a meeting of minds along those fundamental principles? Because those are very fundamental. Yeah. You know, we can talk about professionalism, we can talk about integrity. Integrity is also key. It will determine how you deal with certain things, especially in a statutory environment. Do we dodge taxes or mm. not? Do we pay our payee or not? Do we pay our NSSF or not? Those discussions need to be had. What are your values? Yeah. What do you think about this matter? Uh, before you get into uh, those partnerships. So I'd say key, very key, is the values, yeah. the trust. Yeah. Then you get into the specific technical gaps, the specific money you're looking for. That should come secondary. I think those two should be at the forefront. Trust and values, and then you get into the gaps that you're trying to, trying to fill. I see here uh, online, you want to say something? Yeah. Please go ahead. I take a slightly different perspective. Mm. And this is where I'm coming from. Family is good. The challenge with family is the lack of conflict. Any conflict in family is emotional. It is blown up. Yeah. Okay? 
and you have other stakeholders who, when it becomes political. Mm. Okay. So I'll give you a short, short, short story. One day I'm working with my sister and I suck her. So <laughs> when I suck her, my mom calls me. Mm. Now, ah! you've sucked your own sister. <laughs> Same stomach. <laughs> if you understand what I mean. Yeah. I mean, can't you give her another chance? You see? So I gave her another chance. chance. Now, my mom prevailed over me. Yeah. It was not my choice. I had nothing to... Yes, I don't know. It's on, eh? Okay. I had no input. I was not consulted. My mom just prevailed and said, you know what? Uh, <laughs> you cannot... Rehire yeah. your sister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... If you ask your auntie to account for petty cash, it's hard. Yeah. Did you bank all the sales? Hold her account, holding her accountable. Yeah. Mm. Did you bank all the sales? It is hard. So, um, yeah, that's my view. That's your view. It's just generally going to be difficult dealing with family and friends. One should, should, should have that at the back of their minds, is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, yes. So you're saying we shouldn't stay away from family, but we should have, yes, we should be aware of that. Because somebody was saying, so should we stay away from family? No, but you should know. You should be aware of what you're dealing with. Uh, somebody said online that you talked about trust, Mona. And Ariho said, only trust in God, everyone else brings proof. Okay? That's Ariho Kamara's. Not my view, that's his view. But Michael Boneka asked a question about trust, which you leaned into a bit more. Now, the thing about partnerships is trust. How does one cultivate this trust thing? And you talked about values extensively. Trust. I think we might, we, we, we misunderstand. Hello? Uh-huh. Mm. Hey, hello? <laughs> 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 we misunderstand trust. Yeah. Trust is not absolute. Trust is not that you can, you, you just 101% trust this person. No, trust grows. Mm. Okay? Mm. So we, we need to cultivate it. We need to grow it. But we need to start somewhere. But even you, you're not being trusted completely, totally. So there has to be a level of faith in the thing being bigger than it either one of you, yeah. and say, okay, fine, let's run up to end of June. Take a break, review, yeah. refresh, and then run again. So it is not like I trust you to 2050, <laughs> and it is just that. It is more, let's run a short sprint, yeah. reassess. Maybe I need to give you more responsibilities. Then we run another short sprint. Then at some point you tell me, you know what, I'm tired. Yeah. I've got a wife and I want to, I bought a car. You want to hire her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes it becomes complicated. Yeah. And you need, I think Mona mentioned it, certain guidelines. Okay. One time we were in a partnership, now you reminded me. And so we needed to put, something happened and this forced us to put in place rules. Yeah. Can your spouse come and pick money from the shop? 
because one of our friend's spouse was okay. just coming and picking all the, all the time. And, and by, by the end of the month, they had picked more than what was due to them at the end of the month. So we had to put in place a rule. Yeah. Thou shall not send thy spouse, thou spouse <laughs> to pick to money. money. <laughs> we shall be bold to tell your spouse no. Yeah, yeah. 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 So put the limits in place. But something also key that you've talked about is put timelines to it. Yes. You're not in this till death do you part, which allows you opportunity to evaluate. Is this working? Do we still need to be, do, this, do this together? And I think, again, some, some, some values. You know, yeah. sometimes we, yeah. we talk about values as integrity, honesty, and all that. But it is just a set of guiding principles yeah. that we shall observe and obey. Mm. So, can my wife be the cashier? <laughs> no. <laughs> see. So, director, you're, you're so against family. You're talking about <laughs> wives, sisters. <laughs> you see, let me tell you, again, it is just being mindful. Okay. Because if your wife is our cashier, <laughs> then how am I going to hold your wife? Now, the wife of a partner, is she also a partner? Yeah, that's why McDonald's so interviews the son spouse. of a partner, mm. is he also a partner? Mm. Sometimes this is the, the lack of clear boundaries that brings ah. problems. Yeah. So, um, your wife came, told the employee to go and shop groceries for home. So <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, what are the sales today? Ah, Jane is not around. Uh, who, who is Jane? I'm going to suck her. No, no. Your wife sent her. But sorry. Yeah. So unless we put in place certain laws and rules guiding yeah. and protecting yeah. the yeah. partnership, yeah. our native instinct, unrefined self, yeah our village um, mentality will bring its <laughs> ugly head. <laughs> yeah. You see, I'm more like to say that the same head that yeah, mismanages is the same piece. So the same head that runs your home the same way will bring its the same head at work. <laughs> Solomon to Messenger, you're saying what are some of the common mistakes? I think you have had some of the common mistakes we make while going into partnerships. Fitz and more is asking, that's why Cliffahim Bisiwa is asking, how do we organize our businesses to be partnership ready? Mona. Starts by knowing mm. yourself. Yeah. Starts by knowing your strengths and your weaknesses, what you're good at mm, and where know. you need support. Mm. So if you don't know yourself, anybody will do. And when you're very clear, especially on the gaps, you will then know who you're looking to attract or starts by knowing where you want to go. Uh, dream big, the thing director was talking about. So you, one, know yourself, your strengths and your weaknesses, the gaps you want to close. Yeah. And also, you might be covered at this current level, but the next level that you want to scale or summit simply needs more money, yeah. simply needs uh, a better visionary, it, it simply needs more ideas, better yeah. ideas than yeah. what you have. So it starts by 
knowing oneself and where you want to, where go. You want to go. I just wanted to talk a little about the trust matter because yeah. it seems to be big. And I wanted us all to breathe and remember that some of these things are earned and trust will grow with time and not to put yourselves under pressure to trust 100%. Go with what's in front of you mm. and as the relationship unfolds, as different behaviors and as you tackle it, you will, you will figure out what you like, what you don't like, if yeah. you trust them or not. So to be patient with oneself and, and, and the business and be open, but yeah. at the same time, give it time. Give it and, time. And trust truly is earned. There is um, there's an effect called the Dunning-Kruger effect. The Dunning-Kruger effect is where we overestimate our own contribution to the partnership. So many times, what you bring to the table, you, 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 who is saying that you are the partner, <laughs> maybe you actually bring less to the table. Mm. But we overestimate, so if we are three partners, and then this month we made, let's say, 100 million, Say, so, you know, Pastor Florence, what do you think your contribution is to this 100? You say 60. I will say 90. She will say 70. Added together, it exceeds the 100 that we have. But it is key to realize and know what exactly am I unique at and what do I bring at the table yes. and how is it uh, valued. Partnerships, by the way, are really good. Yeah. Um, I was reading a story about Warren Buffett. Some people call him Warren Buffet. <laughs> because Buffet is something familiar, they are familiar with. <laughs> but but um, Warren Buffett actually started uh, partnerships. Mm. And he would collect money. This is very important. So he convinced 10 doctors, each to give him $10,000. And that made 100000 And he added $100 to their 100,000. And so he started uh, partnerships with 100,000, 100,100. And his contribution was $100. But he had a skill of investment and multiplying this money. So he convinced them that, however, the returns will be shared, not equally. Yeah. So the returns, he would take 25% of the returns. So he had 29.5% return. So if he got $100,000, he made 29,000, it's about 30,000. Yeah. And out of the 30,000, he took 7,500. So that's how dynamic partnerships can be. It doesn't mean that since he contributed $100, out of the 100,100, he should take what is commensurate with, with, with proportional to the 100 dollars. No, you can have the skill and know-how that Value. gives you asymmetrical returns. Yeah. And so if I also don't have the skills to invest, then I should be okay to get the less return mm. on the investment that I put in. But as long as my investment is secure and safe, then I should be able to mm. uh, move on with it. So he moved that into Berkshire, Berkshire Hathaway and since then. Even if he lost all the money today, people will still give him more money because yeah. of the skill yeah. that he actually has yeah. and the trust that they built in over him over time. time. Yeah. Yeah. So the skill is what he brought to the table yeah. and it was valued mm. and added over and above the $100. Yes. So you need to know what you bring to the table, yeah. how to value it yeah. and put a figure to, to it. it. Yeah. 
So it's not just emotions, you know, no, or just assumptions, no. you know. Yeah, and, and, and I think one of the things you're saying right there is it's answering many post questions. People here are asking, asking many questions. Where do I find them? How? What? All of that, which is all in what we are talking about. But there are people who are already in partnerships that they want to dissolve. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about, you said, when you're in a partnership, it doesn't mean you're there for eternity, right? At some point, it's okay to dissolve, but how do we go about that? Because there are people who already have partners and, you know. Those, of, those who are already in partnerships, stay there, okay? Now, the <laughs> I mean, you've, the things you've been talking about, you yes. know, eh? that, 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 that some people are experiencing in their businesses right now. Partnerships um, have their inherent um, challenges. Yes. Because they are refining you. Maybe it speaks more to who you are and the changes you actually need to adjust and make in you mm. so that you become a better business. Give it some more time. Mm. Don't be too quick to jump out of a partnership because your idea was not taken up. We can only have one idea. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, sometimes we are emotional. Sometimes we are, you know, instinctual. But let's hold in there and ask ourselves whether it is about us, speaking about us, that the changes we need to make for the good of the business, not for our own emotions. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I go back to what you, your story that you said. Your condition was you get a man, yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah. So I get a feeling that question is the man has arrived in the business. Ah. <laughs> no, the man has been found. Yeah. yeah. I think this person wants to exit yeah. such a relationship. I'd hope that their partnership agreement had uh, a close on dissolving the partnership and maybe to take a couple of steps backwards. Mm -hmm. Partnerships should not go, should not be um, started without proper agreements in place. Oh, yes. And there are various clauses very and what have you. So mm. just to uh, remember that, it need not be complicated, but you must have key tenets that you're covering, mm -hmm. especially, um, not especially, but dissolving and exiting a partnership yeah. is, is critical. In case that has not been done, then you can find professional help so yeah. that it doesn't get ugly, ugly. and messy mm. on how to get out of it as quickly and as peacefully yeah. as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you share with us your parting shots because we are running out of time. The questions that have been coming online, you've answered most of them. So directors, books to read, I'm asking about books, all of that, about partnership. <laughs> um, there's a book, Slicing Pie, um, very good about partnerships. Just before you meet and share 30, 30, 33, 33, 33, yeah. first have a working agreement. You can always give the shares much later. Yeah. That would be it. But um, there's, there's, there's a, a verse I'd written down, two are better than one. Mm. Uh, just, if, if, you know, just two are better than one. Don't towakana. I think the one you wanted to go for was one, one can be overpowered, two can defend themselves, mm. the strand of three is not easily broken. But the one thing I'd live is trust, yeah. values, yeah. and then these other gaps come, come later. So if mm. there's anything that you're taking away when you're looking at a partnership, mm. trust and values are key. 
trust and values are key. Why don't you help me appreciate our panelists who have given us so much value this morning. Those of us who need to get into partnerships, we know what to do. Those of us who are already in a partnership, you know what to do to make them a success. Many of us pray about partners, I mean spouses, right, who to get married to. One of the things we can do as well is pray about who to partner with. Yeah, I mean, Moses prayed and he was sent Aaron to partner with. So you should pray about the people you're going to get into business with because you're going to share quite so much time and hours and resources together, you know, and you, want it not to, you don't want it to end ugly. You want it to end when we've achieved the goal, right? When we've achieved the vision, the reason why we are together. So prayer is one of the things we should consider even as we get into different partnerships. And the best partnerships of them all is with Jesus. If you're watching us online at, or here in the house or at a location and you've not yet come into partnership with God, the one we are drawing all these ideas from about business, the one who knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb, the one who has all the wisdom and all the resources is Jesus. And I want to invite you into a partnership with him today, an everlasting one, not a temporal one you're going to dissolve, but one you will be with even after you've long gone out of earth, you've left and you've gone somewhere. That place where you should go should be heaven and you need the partnership if you're going to reach that place. It's very simple for you to get into a partnership with Jesus. You simply believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he's Lord and you're going to say this prayer after me and once we're done with that prayer, boom, you've entered into a partnership with God. So go ahead and pray with me. If you're not yet in a partnership with God, you don't have a relationship with him, say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today to give you my life that you may give me yours. Take it and do something significant with this. Today, I believe in my heart, I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. In Jesus' name. Come on, people, help me celebrate those who have come in a partnership with God this morning, who have come in a relationship with God. If you're online and you've just said this prayer after me, just go ahead and send a text to this number. The person behind that line is a pastor. They will be able to answer your questions and to help you make sense of the decision you have just made. The number is 0775-642-449. Go ahead and send a text. Go ahead and, and, and call and somebody will be there to answer all your questions and to help you make sense of the decision you've just made. If you're here on, online and you're here in the house and you've been following with us, I appreciate you. I celebrate you. Next Sunday, we'll be continuing with this same series, Embracing Business Revival. So if you have watched it and it's been very helpful, share the link with whoever hasn't watched it so they can gain the value that you've just gained. And if you're at your location, I know there's a business lounge set up. Go ahead and join some people there to have some conversations and connections, exchange business. And if you're at Worship Harvest Nalia, at the back of this stage, we have set up a good place for all of us to connect as business leaders. The 9 a.m. service is starting in a few minutes, so stay here online. If you're online, if you're at location, stay right there. The encounter service will be starting. If you're not yet on your way to church, come on, run here at Worship Harvest Nalia because the service will be starting. Thank you so much for joining us. See you next Sunday. Thank you 
for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.